Welcome to the broadcast on today. This is Voice of the Nations, and I'm your host, Carrie B. Vaughn Radio is the station that you're listening to. Praise God for the Spirit of the Lord. I have been teaching about uh, the Spirit of Knowledge, which is one of what is called the seven spirits of God. It is a manifestation of one spirit, how he works through us and in us, how he imparts supernatural knowledge to us. I'm, I'm telling you today, if you're lacking knowledge, you have tuned into the right broadcast because God is going to fill your cup until you want no more. Let's go over some scriptures and let's dig into the word of God to get as much as we can get. James, the first chapter and the fifth verse says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. The Bible says, if you lack wisdom, wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom and knowledge is tied up together. You see, you have it's hard to have wisdom without knowledge. Wisdom is the application of knowledge in the right way. So before you get wisdom, you need to know what you're getting wisdom for. And that means you have to have knowledge. And the Bible says, if you lack wisdom, ask God and he will give you generously. Not just a little pinky full, but hands and buckets and cups full. He'll pour out knowledge and wisdom on your life in a generous way. James um, 3 and 7, we've gone over this scripture before, but it's worth mentioning again. It says, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. Now, I know we're speaking about the spirit of knowledge, but he's also the spirit of wisdom also. So this is one and the same spirit that is pouring out revelation, insight, ability, uh, information on your life. That is the precious Holy Spirit of God. And uh, I'm telling you, I am so glad that he lives on the inside of me. And whatever I don't know, this is the thing about it. You can go to universities and learn. That's good. But you have the Holy Spirit with you 24-7 if you're saved. You can ask him. And he can lead you. He can either directly impart it within your soul or he can lead you to where you can find it. And I'm telling you what, that is so awesome to have the greatest mind in the universe in you and with you at all times. I mean, greater than any Einstein, you know, greater than the, the brightest of brights. And uh, it's such a blessing to have the Holy Spirit. Job 28 and 28 says, And he said to man, Behold the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to turn away from evil is understanding. God said to man, Behold, the fear of the Lord is wisdom. When you fear God, that is an aspect of wisdom. And to turn away from evil is understanding. John 8, 32 says, 
and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. If I can add just a little bit to this scripture, I know the Bible says don't add and take away, but you understand what I'm saying. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Just by knowing the truth, it doesn't necessarily set you free. Sometimes you can know the truth and not use faith to access that realm of truth that will make you free and you stay bound. When the truth that you know is applied to your life by faith, it sets you free. Amen. I can be on a, um, be about to starve to death. And I have food sitting right in front of me. The truth of the matter is, if I eat that food, I'll gain back my weight and I'll live and not die. That's the truth. But if I don't eat it and I can look at it all day long, I'm not applying the knowledge that I have that I need to eat it to live. You can see the truth. You can hear the truth. But you have to experience the truth by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You are hearing the word of God. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Take an unsaved person. What is the truth? God sends a minister or someone, anyone, to minister the word of salvation to that person. And then that person begins to speak into their lives. God gives them a word of knowledge, tells them something about their past, their present, their future, uh, or whatever. And it's spot on. And that person tells the one that needs to be saved today is your day of salvation the Lord is telling me to tell you this that if you don't get saved today tomorrow is not promised well that person can hear that truth and they know the truth is real but they're still bound until they release their faith to accept salvation you can know that Jesus saved but still not accept him and stay in bondage. So you knew the truth, you heard the truth, but you did not accept the truth, so you remain bound and not free. So you can know the truth, and the truth will set you free, but you have to release your faith for it. Praise God. Luke 177 says, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins. God gives the knowledge of salvation. There's a knowledge of the glory. There's a knowledge of wisdom. There's a knowledge where we can learn more about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's a knowledge of salvation. There's a knowledge of sin. There's a knowledge of repentance. There's a knowledge of love. There's a knowledge of the fruit of the Spirit. All of it is knowledge. And there's a knowledge of salvation that God gives to his people so they can repent of their sins and receive the forgiveness that's already been paid for. That's powerful. 
Proverbs 1 and 22 says, How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? The Bible says over and over again that foolish people hate knowledge. They like being simple-minded. They like being foolish. They like walking in folly, lack of understanding. So it's being asked, how long, O simple ones, will you love being simple, simple-minded? How long will the clowns, the scoffers, the ones that are always got some drama going, how long you're going to act like a fool and hate knowledge? Get knowledge. There's a generation that's coming up today. There's a lack of knowledge they have and they hate knowledge. They, they have a knowledge of the streets. Don't get me wrong. They have a knowledge of how um, to play the game, to get money. But they don't have any real knowledge that's going to give them life. You know, there's a street knowledge that a lot of people have. And it's good to have street knowledge. Don't get me wrong. But it's also good to have a knowledge of success that will bring you from the streets. And sometimes you can use the knowledge that you got in the streets to make a good living from all of it. Not in the crooked way, but the hustle that you did on the streets, God can take that and take that passion and turn it around for kingdom, for kingdom building opportunity. But God does not spend time wasting time with fools that reject knowledge. Proverbs 1 and 29 says, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. There are people that hate knowledge. They hate learning. They hate people that are trying to teach them. They scoff at them. They rebel against them. They don't want it. Some people drop out of school, not necessarily because they don't want to. Um, they're lazy, but, but some of them drop out because they hate knowledge. They don't think they need that. They don't want to take the time to learn that. So they do something different. They go to the streets. They go and uh, get a regular job. Working nine to five, making minimum wage because they hated knowledge when knowledge was available to them. Proverbs 1 and 5 says, Let the wise hear and increase in learning. And the one who understands obtain guidance. Let the wise person hear and increase in knowledge or learning, and the one who understands obtains guidance. The spirit of knowledge will fill your soul with knowledge that will cause you to be uh, prepared and filled and mature in every area of your life. God wants you to be well-balanced. Just like you sit at the dinner table and you eat a well-balanced meal. You have your greens. You have your uh, starches. 
you have your fruit, you have your poultry, your protein, you have all of that well balanced. You have a little dessert. He wants you to be well balanced. That's why he's bringing you this word so you can get knowledge. Let the wise hear and increase. The Bible equates a wise person with hearing and increasing in learning. The Bible equates a fool that does not hear, rejects knowledge, and they stay a fool the rest of their lives. Proverbs 11.2 When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. When a person walks in pride, they're walking in disgrace because pride puffs up. It swells up their ego, swells up their head, swells up their belief system to make them think that they're greater than they actually are. That's one of the things that God hates is a proud look, a person that has that prideful look, that arrogance. Well, you can't tell me anything. But I'm telling you, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. A humble person is able to humble themselves down to be taught. And they increase in learning, not because just because they're humble, but because they're wise also. A humble person is teachable. You can teach them anything. Even if they may know it, they sit down, they listen to learn a different aspect of something that they may not know. I cannot tell you how many times that has happened to me. I've known things, but I listen to someone else and they shed a different light on it. Praise God. Wisdom is with the humble. Proverbs 12 and 1 says, Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. Let me read it again. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. But he who hates reproof is stupid. <laughs> I don't know what version that is, but that's what it says. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. If you're a disciplined person, you love knowledge. <laughs> but he who hates reproof, a person that hates correction, a person that hates to be told something. The Bible said that person is stupid. Just downright stupid. Proverbs 16 and 16 says, How much better to get wisdom than gold? To get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. Knowledge and understanding go hand in hand. It's good to have an understanding. You gain an understanding through knowledge. You gain the right to use the knowledge in the correct way with wisdom. So all three of these work together, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Do you understand 
what you have read? Because unless you understand it, you cannot have complete knowledge in it. Understanding is the process where you have listened to the point where you get it. You have listened to the point where now I see what that scripture or that person or that thing is saying. Understanding says, I know, I've learned it, I've, I got it. Amen. When you have learned how to do something, you understand how to do it. You have gained knowledge in that area. A lady that uh, has a sewing machine, she may not be able to sew uh, in the beginning, but she reads the instruction books. She looks at tutorial uh, to, to show her how to do certain things. And now she's playing around with it. And now she knows about the different patterns. And she does it to the point where she has learned it. She understands what to do. She understands what to mash. Um, she understands how to reverse, how to go forward. She understands all of that. It went it, because it was a process. She understood it because it took a process to learn it. She gained knowledge with what she learned. And there are times you have to keep on trying to learn before you fully understand. Sometimes you don't get it overnight. It may take weeks and months to learn something. You have some people that are easy learners and you have some that takes a long time to learn. But the ones that take a long time, sometimes they learn it and they'll never forget it because they got it. You get to the place, I got what you're saying. The Bible says... In Proverbs 16 and 16, how much better to get wisdom than gold? To get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. Praise God. Proverbs 2 and 6 says, For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. You see knowledge and understanding back there together again. The Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth, when he speaks, when he teaches, when he releases the word, it comes knowledge and understanding. There's enough ability and knowledge in the word to break it open to the point where you understand it. Because as you're reading, as you're listening, as you're watching, it is the spirit of knowledge that is pouring the information out so you can understand. Knowledge, the spirit of knowledge brings you into understanding. It brings you to understanding to the point where you understand it forever. If you've heard the scripture, uh, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, when, when you hear that, you understand what it's speaking about. That God loved you so much that he gave his Son that you could live forever. You gain understanding of that because the Spirit of God told you what it was. When you have knowledge and understanding, you, you have learned something 
that God has shown you. He has revealed to you to the point where you get it. Praise God. I hope this teaching was a blessing to you. I hope you learned something. I hope you would take these uh, different segments of the broadcast and go back and replay them again and share them with others so that the spirit of knowledge can come upon you in a mighty way. Guys, y'all have a blessed day. This is Bond Radio, Voice Over Nations, Caribbean. Talk to you soon. Be blessed. Welcome to the Voice of the Nations broadcast and the Von Radio family. I'm your host and your teacher, Carrie B. I've been speaking about the seven spirits of God, especially the spirit of knowledge is our concentration on this hour. We need knowledge of God and the things of God. When we have knowledge of God, we can understand and we can walk in the power of who he is and what he stands for. Let's go over a few scriptures as we break this bread of life and learn more about the Holy Spirit. The spirit of knowledge is a manifestation of the gift of God in our life. Um, I want to take you to Proverbs 16 and 16. It says, how much better to get wisdom than to get gold? To get understanding is better chosen than silver. Proverbs 2 and 6 says, For the Lord God gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. The Lord God gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Whenever God is speaking, and he may be speaking through the mouth of a prophet, apostle, a pastor, a teacher, a child, an adult, whoever, when the Spirit of the Lord is on that person's life, when the spirit of knowledge is speaking through them, then you can gain understanding and revelation from the knowledge that comes from out of their mouth. Knowledge and understanding and wisdom, those three, they go together. They go together. You could have knowledge but not have understanding. You could have knowledge of uh, something that you're trying to learn about. You could have knowledge of it but not understand it. And uh, you have to have understanding of the knowledge that you have. We want to go over a story to just kind of, uh, as an example, to show you exactly what this means. Acts the 8th chapter, the 26th through the 40th verse, it speaks about Philip, uh, who was an Ethiopian eunuch. Philip was uh, a powerful man of God, and God was using him powerfully. Now, in the 26th verse, it says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he rose and went, and there was an Ethiopian eunuch a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. And he had come to Jerusalem to worship. Let me stop it right there. Here you have Philip, who was an evangelist that worked miracles. He was one of the seven uh, deacons also chosen to care for the poor 
uh, community in Jerusalem. Now, we know about Stephen, we know about Paul, we know about a lot of others, but this was a true evangelist. He had a power on his life. His name was Philip. And uh, the Bible says an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip and told Philip to arise and go towards the south to the road that goes to Jerusalem from Jerusalem to Gaza. And he arose and went and followed the commandments of this angel. And there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch. Now, what is a eunuch? A eunuch is a man or a male man, a male man or men who had their testicles removed. You know, they were, their testicles removed. A lot of times if a king had a harem of women, um, he would place a eunuch there. And what it did is made them more efficient, uh, efficient as servants and also soldiers. But uh, they were distracted. They were not distracted by lust. They did not lust behind the women. They had no feeling for them, feelings for them because the testicles were cut off. That is what a eunuch is. So these were the ones that were placed in charge of the harem of the king's wives are given very other important matters that they dealt with. And so this was an Ethiopian eunuch. Um, he was under the care of a very powerful woman, Queen Candace. He was a court official. Now the position he had, he was in charge of her treasure. He came down to Jerusalem to worship. Now, this is where the evangelist aspect of Philip's life began to work. Because the Holy Spirit through the power of an angel spoke to him and told him where to go. When he came to Jerusalem to worship, 28 verse, and was returning, seated in his chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. Now here you have an Ethiopian eunuch sitting in his chariot, reading from the scripture of the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, Go over to join the chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, Do you understand what you read? Now the spirit of knowledge knew that this eunuch did not understand what Isaiah was speaking about. And the spirit led him over to the chariot where this eunuch was seated, reading from the prophet Isaiah and ask him, do you know what you are reading? Do you have understanding in what you are reading? Now, there's a very profound scripture in John, the gospel of John, the 14th chapter, the 26th verse, Jesus is relaying this message. He says, but the helper or the advocate in some translation, the Holy Spirit 
whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance all things that I have said to you. Jesus said, I must go away so the helper, the advocate, an advocate is a person who represents another person's interests. It's almost like a lawyer, what a lawyer does. You go to court, the lawyer works on your behalf. They represent your interests to the court system. It says, but the helper or the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you. How does he teach you? By the spirit of knowledge. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He's going to bring up what you have learned. The things that you have forgotten, the Holy Spirit can bring them up to your remembrance. Whenever you're reading the word of the Lord, try your best to get a good understanding of the word. Get it in you in abundance. Now, you may not know what you're reading, but the Holy Spirit will give you knowledge through the spirit of knowledge. He cannot bring up anything if nothing is in you. A person that takes pills and overdose on pills, they rush that person to the hospital. They have these pumping apparatus they put on their mouth or their nose or whatever, and they start pumping their stomach. And um, <laughs> they pump it to the point where what's in them, those pills, they throw it up. They throw it up. And then, uh, you know, because you got to get it from out their system. Whatever's in them, whatever's in their stomach is coming up. I think they put it over their nose. I'm not sure. But I know they get it out some kind of way through a pumping system. They pump it out. Whatever's in their stomach, it comes out. If there was nothing in there, they would have nothing to pump out. That's the point I'm trying to make. Praise God. So this evangelist, now he heard this man reading. He goes over. He asked him the question. He's asking him for a reason. Because the Holy Spirit is trying to bring knowledge to something that this man that has a passion for the things of God, he came to Jerusalem to worship. He has a passion for the things of God. He's trying his best to learn, but he needed a helper. He needed someone to relay the information, to break down the scriptures. I think I've said this before. If you really want to know uh, the Hebrew and the Greek, go to a Jew. Ask them. Uh, particularly if they are Messianic Jew, go to them, ask them act exactly what do the scriptures mean? Give me the fullness of the meaning. They can teach you better than most professors can teach you in universities because that's their language. So it says that this person was in a chariot. Philip asked him the question, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? I, I don't know what I'm reading unless someone teaches me. And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him in a chariot. Now, the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter and like a lamb before shearers is silent. So he opens not his mouth in his Humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. And the eunuch said to Philip, 
about whom I ask you, does the prophet say this about himself, about someone else? And then Philip opened his mouth and began with this scripture. He told him the good news about Jesus. The Holy Spirit speaks to an angel to speak to Philip, this evangelist tells him to go down a certain way, a certain road to find this person that came all the way to Jerusalem to worship this Ethiopian eunuch, powerful man sitting in a chariot trying to learn the word of God. God sent the right man. He sent an evangelist that had fire on his life. He had a passion to bring knowledge and revelation. That's one thing I, I like about the evangelists. The evangelists go from city to city. They minister the word of God. They got they have fire on them. They have an anointing on their life. They have an edge on their life. They're trying to win souls and bring people into the kingdom. Once they've done that, they turn them over to the pastor. They go to another city. Now, Philip wasn't just some regular evangelist. He worked signs, wonders, and miracles. And now, He's, uh, this eunuch is asking him about the scripture found in Isaiah. And once he spoke this scripture, Philip began to expound on what he read to him. He told him the good news about Jesus. Because the eunuch was trying to find out, who is this talking about? And Philip told him he's talking about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water, the 36th verse. Now check this eunuch out. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? Now this man, <laughs> let me tell you something. When you get in the presence of someone great, take it upon yourself to receive everything that they have to offer you. But you, because you may not see them again, you may not have that opportunity again. You may not have that chance again. Now he had this blessing um, that this evangelist sat in the chair with him, explained the word of God to him, explained about Jesus. So they're going along their way. Now he sees some water. Now he's moved to be baptized. Praise the name of the Lord. He says, see, here's water. What is there that prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop. And they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. And a eunuch saw him no more and went on his way. Now, this is so awesome. This is what you're talking about being caught in the spirit when the spirit of the Lord takes you from one place to the next. You may be sitting with uh, a person talking and you turn your back and now they're going somewhere else. They're going somewhere else. We had, uh, when I was pastoring, uh, this one particular Sunday, we were praying and we were praying for those that were sick. And... Uh, I think it was one of my relatives' cousin was sick um, in Jacksonville, and not just praying for her, but 
praying for his sister, but praying for others too. And we're just, you know, just praying, just speaking the word of God. Later on, I think it was the next day, she said, you know, I am so glad that you and your pastor came down to see me. And he said, what are you talking about? He said, you came yesterday. She said, you came yesterday about such and such. Now, this was the same time that uh, we were in church praying that uh, she said that we came in there and prayed for her and ministered the word and left. And we hadn't even been there. Sometimes the Lord will translate your spirit to another place you can be in one concentrated location physically and your spirit can be somewhere else around the world. It happens all the time. There are times when God will, uh, this one particular guy I followed for many years, he said that they were in a church service one evening and they were having a powerful time in the presence of the Lord. And uh, worship was high, praise was high, and he went into a trance. And when he went into this trance, he found himself in an elevator. And when the elevator door opened up, he found himself over in China. And when he was in China, um, he had ended up going to this church and he was there and uh, he was observing and he was doing some other things. It's been a long time since I heard the story, but it just came to my remembrance. And he was there and he was ministering. I mean, he was there and he was uh, observing and doing some other things and he may have been ministering. And he said he came back and uh, he came out of the trance and it was like, dog, that was strange. And he received a letter. Uh, it was either in the mail or through um, an email from a pastor over in China that thanked him for coming, bringing the word of the Lord. He said it blew his mind because I think he said he had never been to China before in his life. But God caught him away in the spirit. And his body was in this church in a trance, but his spirit had been translated on the other side of the world. Isn't it powerful? How many times has it happened when people have been praying? And God caught them away in the spirit and they ended up in the room of someone praying for that person. And they may not have uh, known they were there, but the person knew they were there. And they ended up praying for the person and the person was healed. Uh, someone may have been in prison. I've, I've heard of cases where uh, during the, I don't know if it were World War II or Vietnam or wh whatever it was, uh, this person had been caught away into this I think it was like a, a POW camp or something. He prayed for this person that was about to die, something to that effect, and their, their life was saved. That this is translation. So this is what happened to Philip. After this man was baptized, after he was baptized, it went down to the water and was baptized. The Bible says when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away and the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way. This evangelist fulfilled his purpose. The purpose was to bring understanding by the spirit of knowledge of the Holy Spirit to this eunuch, but also to baptize him so he could do his own great works back into his country. 
and in the power. When they came up, he was gone. After he baptized him, he was gone somewhere else. The Spirit of the Lord carried him away into another place. Praise God. I mean, I have so many stories of um, people being uh, caught away in the Spirit. Um, I have to talk about that sometimes. And in the 40th verse, it says, But Philip found himself in Astus. And as he passed through, he preached the gospel to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. God took him to another place as an evangelist to release the word of God to the to other people. And uh, he did some great works. Philip the evangelist. Remember that name. This is Voice of the Nations, guys. Carrie B. Vine Radio. This is all for today. Talk to you soon. Be blessed.